You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM. You're with me, Karen Audulon. We are speaking to Claire Newell. She's a travel expert and president at Travel Best Bets. And we're talking about travel trends for British Columbians this spring break and tips for people traveling with the family. Claire, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me again. It's nice to be here. And boy, are there a lot of people traveling at the moment. Everyone I talk to has got someone somewhere enjoying spring break. So it's nice to see. I think people are so eager to travel now, Claire. So tell us, what are the trends you are seeing this spring break? Well, you know, over spring break this year, we're seeing lots of people sticking closer to home, doing getaways um, up to some mountain, local mountains, whether it be Whistler or Sun Peaks, and enjoying it. But a lot of people have chosen to go away. And the hot spots really are Hawaii, Mexico, the Caribbean, Southern California, Scottsdale, Arizona, really anywhere where people can get the sun. You know, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was only three, three and a half weeks ago that we had snow on the ground. And I know we had a great weekend last weekend. But for a lot of people, they are just craving that vitamin D. Exactly. We all really want that, especially this time of the year. And what are some tips that you have for families, especially traveling? It seems like now, especially, it's a lot easier. There aren't too many restrictions. So what's some advice you'd give them? Well, one thing that I'm still, you know, advising people is the U.S. still requires vaccination proof to be able to fly there. So just keep that in mind. Um, you know, when families are traveling together and whether it's if you if you still want to get away at spring break, even though it's very, very last minute now, or you're looking toward your summer family vacation, you really should plan in advance. Gone are the days uh, of me giving people unbelievable last-minute deals. Um, Since the pandemic hit, we just have not seen it. And I don't think we're going to see it at least for the next year. So start planning well in advance. uh, Get on the best deals, um, whether that be flights, accommodation, car rentals, or attractions. Check for discounts or promo codes. Um, Consider using your travel rewards programs because airfare is really, really expensive at the moment. So you can use your air miles. And I think it's best to use them on flights that are going a little further afield. Also, when you're traveling with a family, make sure you check the documentation. Make sure both you, all the adults in the family, as well as your children, have valid passports and that the expiry date is still valid. Often, children's passports expire faster than adults. They might only be valid for, say, three or five years. It all depends on the, the kid's age. Also, if you have Nexus cards, keep in mind that... Um, the, that program will fully resume. Just yesterday we heard that it will resume as of April the 24th. If you haven't considered getting one, you may want to consider doing that. Um, and check uh, travel.gc.ca. I'm going to read that out again. It's a very important website, travel.gc.ca. For the destination that you're visiting, you can also check if there's any additional documentation that may be required. That could be a visa a vaccination. It could be an ETA, which is an electronic travel authorization that you may need. Um, You may also require a consent letter if only one parent is traveling or if you're sending kids with, say, grandparents or a school. And you can go to that same website and download a document where you just fill in the blanks. And that website, again, is travel.gc.ca for that consent letter. Very helpful there. Yeah, and I always recommend that people take the most direct route. And I know that nonstops can be a little more expensive than if you have a connection. But you might just want to consider it, uh, even if it's a little bit more, just because it makes it 
so much easier to travel. And do look for a family-friendly destination that has activities and attractions that kind of appeal to everyone in the family and research even things like restaurants in the area. Do they have a children's menu? And maybe make reservations ahead of time so that you're not waiting as a family because we all know that kids melt down faster. Um, And set a budget, which is really, really hard to do. But um, I think it's really important to know what you're paying. And, And many... Uh, destinations offer free activities and attractions. So looking t- into that, plus some free things like hiking trails, the beaches, museums, and maybe consider public transportation instead of renting a car just to save money because renting a car right now is really expensive. This is true, Claire. And I have to say, and you would be better at answering this than me, but how much has the cost of travel changed, especially this last couple of years? Well, it's interesting because it depends on where you look. If you're looking outside of Canada, it's expensive. And in some cases, it's 20, 30, 40% more, depending on if a route doesn't have many flights going to it. And that's, of course, because of supply and demand. So the hotspots, especially over the holidays, are selling out before they're ever going on sale. However, if you haven't traveled within Canada, it might be the year to do that. Not just because, you know, COVID restricted us to travel within Canada over the pandemic, but because post-pandemic, we have a number of airlines in Canada that we didn't have um, that have kind of emerged. Things, companies like Flair, and yes, they've had their own problems, but Flair, Canada Jetline, Lynx, Porter, all of these companies are doing cross-Canada flights out of Vancouver or Abbotsford and they're unbelievably cheap. I'm seeing one-way flights. If you're going, say, just somewhere close, like Edmonton or Calgary, like $49. To Toronto, I've seen as low as 99 or 139 each way. So domestic flying is an unbelievable deal at the moment. I just tell people to be very careful if you're booking this because some of these ultra-low-cost carriers may change their schedules. They might come out gangbusters and say, okay, we're going four, five, six times a week. And then they may may retract and only do once or twice a week. And that might not work with your schedule. So you should get insurance that covers you for cancellation and interruption if you're not going to be offered a full refund because of the change. And it seems like, Claire, the norm is, especially the events that we've witnessed, we had that snowstorm back in December. How important is it to have cancellation insurance? Because I know if some people are like, I don't want to spend the extra money, but what's your advice on that? Okay, so for insurance, um, it's, I don't think it's ever been as important post-pandemic. Uh, I don't want advocate for any travel insurance company, but what I want is consumers to make sure that they're covered appropriately. And often they think they are, but they're not. They may assume they have it on their credit card, but they only have a very limited type of coverage. Um, Most, if they have anything at all, like 90% have nothing at all. The 10% that do may cover you for emergency medical. And that is the absolute bare minimum that I recommend going with. That's for the unexpected thing. So if you're walking on a beach and you step on coral and you cut your foot and need stitches, or you slip on a pool deck and you break your arm and and need a cast. So that's absolutely critical. But I also recommend that you check your work policies, your credit card policies, and 
cover yourself for anything that might not be covered. So my husband and I have coverage on our credit card. My husband's work policy and my work policy have insurance, but I still buy something called package tour insurance. I don't get the medical because we're quite well covered on that, but I cover it covers for everything else. So baggage and personal effects, if you don't get your luggage, even if it's delayed up to six hours, I have some money that comes my way. If a flight is delayed, even two hours, money goes into my account. Um travel accidents, personal uh, effects, all of that is covered. And so I choose to do that on an annual plan, um, but I do travel a little bit more than other people, but please cover yourself. It's, it's, I've, I've been in media for a long time and travel, and as you probably have heard, there has been a lot of go fund it for people who had things go wrong on vacations, and they end up with bills, tens of thousands and some hundreds. All right. So we got the message, Claire. You got to get that (laughs) travel insurance because you never know what is going to happen here. And, you know, Claire, you've also been seeing the news, too, that so many Canadians are struggling, you know, to get their money back. You know, perhaps a flight didn't happen and now they're waiting for months on. What what are you what's your advice to people who are kind of in that situation where they're looking to get compensated? And based on, you know, your experience being in the travel industry, what can we do to make it smoother? Well, you may have heard the news that the Minister of Transport came out with about $76 million that's going to the Canadian Transport Agency to help with the backlog of complaints. And most of that's going to go towards a workforce of about 200 more employees at that organization. My advice is if you run into a situation where you've got really long delays or you had a problem with an airline, Keep every single piece of documentation that you have, screenshot, show the flight times, keep your boarding pass, um, any receipts if you had to buy meals or stay overnight, whatever you have, keep it. And then do it in writing to the airline as well as to the Canadian Transport Agency. Send it to both. Unfortunately, um, the Minister of Transport came out just yesterday and said that each case at the moment could take up to a year and a half to process. That is absurd. It is so long, and that's why they're, they put this money towards hiring more employees. I hope one day there'll be a better way because frustration is boiling over at the moment. Um, obviously, post-pandemic, there were all sorts of problems over the summer months, lost luggage, um, flight, really bad flight delays. And then we saw it again with all the weather delays and then the chaos of the Sunwing situation over winter break that you may remember. So there is definitely a backlog, and I do hope that it gets better. I do think that the airlines and the airports have hired a lot more people going into the busy spring, and especially this summer months once kids get out of school. So I do expect that things will improve. Unfortunately, over peak dates, we could run into some bumps. Um, so I'm still telling people to, to be patient. Uh, but the, the line of attack is keep everything you can as far as documentation and submit your complaints in writing to both the airline and the Canadian Transport Agency. Claire, as always, really appreciate your advice. And before I let you go, any good deals people can watch out for? Okay, well, there's one that's going absolutely crazy, but it has to be booked today. Um, it was, it's been valid for the past five days, but it's a seven-night Alaska cruise that sails round-trip from Vancouver. It's leaving on September the 10th, but it's all of the inclusions that are such good value. 
It comes with up to $350 U.S. dollar onboard credit, the full beverage package, Wi-Fi is included, and the prepaid gratuities. It's $9.99. The taxes are $3.26. But again, it has to be booked by the end of the day today. And I love this Hawaii cruise and stay. It's kind of last minute. It's April the 29th. But if you can do it, it's in a balcony cabin. So you fly. It includes your flight to Honolulu. And then you spend three nights in a hotel. Then you board uh, a ship called the Ovation of the Seas. And you sail around the Hawaiian Islands. So you visit all four of the major Hawaiian Islands. And then cross the Pacific. It's a nine-night cruise. And you walk off the ship in Vancouver. It's $12.99 for the 13-night trip. Sorry, the 12-night trip with air. The taxes on the $12.99 are $3.98. But I think that's a great deal for a balcony cabin for that getaway. Wow. Now I really want to go. Claire, as always, (laughs) appreciate it so much. You have a good one. You too. Thanks for having me.